Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Good evening, everybody. It is a late one for me again. For some reason, I just cannot get these podcasts recorded at a reasonable time. So here I am at 11.05 p.m. recording episode 13 of Extra Time presented by Betway, Ontario, only 19 plus. And please bet responsibly. And thank you very much for all being here. Today should be a good one. Today should be a good one. I think we're going to go. I'm not going to lie. We're going to go all over the map tonight. Not over all over the world map, just all over the, the English map. And, uh. Anything else? No. I was checking to see if there was any Welsh teams in my conversation for tonight. But there's not. Only English teams. And today we are going to be focusing on the English Football League playoffs. But also Everton. Who might be in the English Football League playoffs next season. Depending on how things go to them for the rest of the way. Where they got three games left. I know we did our predictions last week. And to be honest, I think they surprised a lot of people. A 5-1 win over Brighton. If you saw that one coming and you put some money on it over at Betway, let me know. At Liam Horribin on Twitter. Because that would have been truly special if you picked Everton to win at Brighton 5-1. And quite frankly, unless you have the ticket, I don't believe you. Because that would have been a silly thing to predict. Because Everton, frankly, don't really deserve to be beating Brighton 5-1. Away from home on, what was that one? Like a Thursday or Wednesday or something weird like that? It was Monday, wasn't it? Monday, Tuesday. This whole bank holiday thing. I forget what all the bank holidays are now that I've been out of England for so long. I don't even know if this was a real one. Or because of the coronation of uh, King Charles III, I think. And and I guess Queen Camilla now, which is new to me. I didn't know she was getting a crown too. Sure, a lot of people like that one. The royal family, always an interesting conversation. I could talk about them all day. I could defend most of them. Some of them are absolute dirtbags. You know who you are, Prince Andrew. Anyway, (laughs) Um, the Football League is starting this weekend for its playoff run. And boy, oh boy, there's some doozies coming up. And one of the teams involved is the mighty Bolton Wanderers, who we'll get into, obviously, because Bolton are the best and we're going to win it all. And we'll be back in the Premier League before we know it. So I guess on the Bolton note, we'll go into my quick Bolton review so we made the playoffs not last weekend, the weekend before, when we when we beat Fleetwood Town at home. That was a big one. It was kind of inevitable we were going to make the playoffs after a while. But you always like to get it locked in, don't you, before you can start celebrating anything. And then, so there we are, we're locked into the playoffs. Three wins away. 
I guess three games away. You don't necessarily have to win all three. You have to win one. You have to win the final. You could draw both, maybe get a penalty shootout. Either way, I'm digging myself into a hole there. They're close to the championship. We need to get back there as soon as possible. I don't know if we can survive another season in League One. The thing is with the Football League, which so many former Premier League teams have found themselves in this trap, and not just Premier League teams, I suppose, but former Premier League teams, that is, but also just just teams in general. You kind of get stuck in these leagues forever, and right now Bolton are one of the hot commodities in League One because, one, they're a former Premier League team. They obviously, their facilities are good. They've been winning a lot of games the last few seasons. They recently got promoted from League Two. They just won the, the Football League trophy. But eventually that shine starts to dimmer a little bit and then players don't want to go there. And then there's a new team that gets relegated from the Premier League and kind of falls down a little bit. You have this big stadium and all these great facilities and all that kind of stuff. So the longer you're in these leagues the more difficult it becomes to get out of. And I'm actually going to talk about a few of those teams today when we go through some of the football league stuff and what's kind of been going on. I mean, a good example of it is is Wrexham. I know they're not a football league team, but they're a conference team, right? Where they were in the, the conference for, what was it, 15 years? I remember when they got relegated and it wasn't really a big deal at the time. And they they kind of faded away. Like you always knew who they were because they were one of the few Welsh teams that plays in the English football pyramid. And, Obviously, their popularity grew in the last couple of years with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, who have brought success back to that town and now back in the in the football league after winning the conference season after that big dramatic, what they have, the dramatic win against Notts County, and I think they won another game. I can't remember what it was. To be honest, I don't watch them because pretty difficult to get a hold of any conference. Kind of keep up with it, though. You're always curious to see. And obviously, a team that is heavy, heavily criticized because of who their owners are. To those people who criticize them, I say, screw off, because they have good owners, and that's what every team deserves, and every fan base deserves. So leave Wrexham alone. Anyways, Bolton, 3-2 win over, over Bristol Rovers, who, here's a trivia question for you all, if there's any trivia trivia fans out there. I'm going to say a question, the answer is obvious. What is the largest city in England to never have a Premier League team. If you didn't guess Bristol, then you haven't been listening. But yes, Bristol is the largest city in England not to have a Premier League team in its city. So obviously they have Bristol City, who are currently in the championship. I'm not sure how they finished this season, actually. Let's take a quick peek before we go any further on. So you have Bristol City in the championship, who finished in 14th this season. They came close a few years ago, if I remember correctly. It's kind of been a while since they've been massively relevant within the league itself. But let's have a look here. Last season, 17th. The year before that, they finished 18th. Yeah, maybe it was way longer than a few years ago. Maybe I'm thinking like 10 years ago. I don't know. I'd have to go back and really dig into it and have a look. But at one point, they were somewhat close to the playoffs or in the playoffs or something like that. Bristol Rovers is kind of the, the second team in Bristol who linger around League 1, League 2 most times. This season, they were they were decent, Bristol Rovers. They were managed by, uh, let me double check this, but I'm pretty sure Joey Barton is the manager there at Bristol Rovers. Now, yeah, Joey Barton's the manager of Bristol Rovers. It's quite funny, actually, when you go back 
and look at some of the football league teams and who the managers are. Like obviously Joey Barton is the manager of Bristol Rovers, like we just said. Ian Everett, former Blackpool player when they were in the Premier League, manager of Bolton. Um, Scott Brown, who's an absolute Scottish football legend with obviously Celtic. And I think Hearts? Oh, it's either Hearts or Aberdeen, or maybe I'm just wrong in general. Uh, he's uh, Darren Moore. Uh, sorry, he's with Fleetwood Town. Darren Moore, he was with West Brom for a little bit in the Premier League. He's with Sheffield Wednesday. Like It's always good, and I always see jokes about this too, is the football league is kind of becoming what football manager looks like when you get 10 years down the line, right? Where you get all these players who who have now retired, who are now football managers and stuff like that. Like a few years ago, there was, all, there was guys like Harry Kuehl, I think was with Carlisle or someone like that too. And it's, it's just kind of funny the way it all, it all works out. And he always, it always gives me a good little chuckle when you see someone, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, there's a good example for you. Wasn't he with Burton and now he's an England coach, kind of a wild journey for Jimmy, Has- Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. But anyway, let's just take a quick look through the football. I just want to give a little preview. I'm not going to go into detail on every single team because, quite frankly, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what they're all about. I have a good gist of who the teams are and kind of the journey they've been on this season. So that's what we're going to get into more than anything is just a little recap of who they are and a bit of history on them. So the championship is a quick and easy one. Obviously, Burnley getting promoted. Vincent Company did a fantastic job there this season. Completely transformed what that club is all about from dice football to actually playing attractive football. No disrespect to Sean Dice. He's obviously done a great job of what he did with Burnley and now looks to be doing a pretty good job at Everton too. But yeah, they've turned it around. Sheffield United back in the Premier League as well. New manager there this season. I believe he came halfway through the year and when he did join the club um paul heckingbottom is his name when he did join the club they were not in in great shape yeah he joined in november they were right down near the bottom and managed to get them all the way up to second so burnley and sheffield united automatic promotion for them it was a very dramatic last day of the season too in the championship with millwall blowing I believe it was a 3-1 lead against Blackburn Rovers at home, which knocked them out of the playoff spot. And Blackburn, actually, with a win, could have got over them as well, which they obviously did with the win. But because Sunderland won on the last day of the season as well, Blackburn staying another season in the championship, along with Millwall and West Brom, all three of those teams had opportunities on the last day of the season to sneak into the playoff spots, but they couldn't. So the final standings in the championship for the for the playoffs are Luton versus Sunderland and Middlesbrough versus Coventry now Luton and Coventry obviously two teams who haven't been in the Premier League before Middlesbrough and Sunderland um Northern English teams a lot of history within the Premier League itself Middlesbrough winning a league cup in 2004 beating Bolton Wanderers at the Millennium Stadium um, you Middlesbrough, when you were managed by Steve McLaren. Middlesbrough had a very good run for a while in the, in the Premier League. Players like Janino, Mendieta was there. Um, Mark Viduca was another good player when he was in the Premier League with them. They had a, they had a lot of guys. Victor Valdez was there for a little bit, obviously, too. And yeah, we'll see if they can kind of get back. I believe Michael Carrick has done a, a pretty good job with them in all regards from 
the way they play and so it'll be interesting to see them Sunderland quite a story I think Sunderland fans gained Sunderland sorry gained a lot more popularity when they did that uh what was it called Sunderland Till I Die or something like that on uh, on Netflix so we got to know them a little bit more now they're back in the championship and obviously snuck in on the last day of the season into the playoffs and a chance to go to the Premier League where they've had guys like Kevin Phillips Premier League legend wasn't he the first player to score 30 goals or the last player until a certain amount of time or something he's got 30 goals for them they've had a lot of good players there as well obviously Jermaine Defoe is a Premier League legend I will label him as a Premier League legend I'm sure many other people would agree. I don't think that's a very hot take. So he's been there. But for me, I don't want to see either of those teams in the Premier League. I think it's about having Luton and Coventry go head-to-head in the Championship final to get to the Premier League for the first time ever. Luton would be a fantastic story. I think just this season as a whole has been quite remarkable for them. Last season was when they took a big step in uh in their program and and getting into that championship playoff spot and obviously not making it for that far. I think they then they might have lost to Nottingham Forest. It was ever Forest. So let's have a quick peek. We'll go back in time just really quickly on the fly here. Last season, Luton played Huddersfield. Sorry, Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield United and Nottingham Forest. And then yes, didn't get promoted evidently and. Now, here they are. But either way, like Luton have just taken strides. Their manager, Nathan Jones, left them halfway through the season as well, went Southampton and then was sacked by Southampton too. So it's not a great season for Jones. And now they've been taken over by a new manager by goes by the name of Rob Edwards, who is a Welsh man. I believe he played for Luton actually back in the day. Sorry, he played for Wolves. He's done a great job. Evidently, they're third. Kenilworth Road, last weekend, last week, sorry, we were talking about the stadium name. I think I call it Fennington or something like that, or Fenworth. It's Kenworth Road. Go look it up. It's quite a unique stadium. Apparently, it's so it holds just over 10,000. I think it's like 10,100 and something. So apparently, if they make it to the Premier League, they might have to make a ton of upgrades to the stadium and all that kind of stuff. Like, it basically wouldn't meet the requirements. But you can't tell me it wouldn't be absolutely amazing to watch Luton play Manchester City and you have Erling Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne, whoever it else, walk out onto that Kenworth Road Stadium onto the pitch and just and just play right in front of the 10,000. It just seems like such a such a fairy tale. And there's a player on Luton, his name is slipping my mind right now. I can't remember. I believe he's a Dominican Congo player, but he would be, if they got promoted, he would be the first player to stick with one team from the conference to the Premier League and play a remarkable amount of games in each one. So I I hope it's Luton, but on the other hand, Coventry as well. I've gone through a lot of uh, controversy. At one point, they were last in the championship this season. They did have a few games in hand, so eventually they were able to catch up, obviously, and they were winning those games. And a big thing with them was they would share a stadium with London Wasps, who are a rugby team, a rugby union team, one of the most famous teams in England. And rugby union, I suppose, just to get into it quickly, struggles with a lot of money. Like, it doesn't get the support it used to. COVID has not helped it at all. There's been a couple of teams now that have gone out of business, not just in the Premier League, but just in general. 
And London Wasps are unfortunately one of those teams that went into administration. And earlier on in the season, so they share a stadium. So Coventry have had very bad ownership over the years and they didn't, they had to sell their own stadium, which they built a uh, Rico Arena to London Wasps and London Wasps essentially could do whatever they want. And they would host these tournaments called Rugby Sevens tournaments. You might've seen them in the Olympics and the pitch just wasn't good enough for Coventry to play on sometimes because they couldn't keep the maintenance well enough. But the argument to Wasps and rightfully so was if we don't do these tournaments, then we don't get money and we might go to our business. Unfortunately, Wasps, like I think I said, went to an administration. So not good there. Not good at all. So it'd just be good to have a team like Coventry or Luton, who have just gone through a lot over the last few years. And Sunderland have two to their own rights, but they've had success in in recent memory. So I'm not too concerned about them. But just to have Coventry or Luton in the Premier League would, would be cool. And I always think it's good just to see new teams. Like, who doesn't like having seeing that fan base in the Premier League for the first time, right? Like we've seen Huddersfield recently, uh, Bournemouth coming up a few years ago, and obviously going back down a little bit too. It's just Nottingham Forest returning. And, you know, that was kind of, they felt like a bit of a new team because they've been gone for so long. So it's just kind of good to see teams come through every now and then and, and give the fans a little bit extra to cheer about. And all four of those teams, Luton, Middlesbrough, Coventry, and Sunderland this season have given the fans a lot to celebrate. So hopefully... Those two are the team, two teams I'm cheering for a little bit more. I don't really have a, a what's it called, a, a dog in the fight, I guess, but that's who I would be rooting for. But I wouldn't really give a damn if Middlesbrough or Sunderland went up either. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, quickly, before we move on to League One, relegated from the championship, Reading, Blackpool, and Wigan. Smell you later, Wigan. As a Bolton fan, see you never. All right. <laughs> League One, Plymouth, Ipswich, both promoted, rightfully so, to the two best teams from start to finish, in my opinion, in League One. I, I keyed into this league a little bit more, obviously, because of Bolton, but yes, Plymouth promoted to the championship, for the first time since 2010, I I kind of thought that it was 
a little more recently they were in there. But yeah, down in League One or League Two since 2010. And yeah, the Green Army is back in the second division in English football. We'll see how they do. Steve Schumacher has done a fantastic job there this season. They've got a very, very good squad. Ipswich, a team that was kind of always one of those very good championship teams, but then just couldn't quite get back to the Premier League. They were in the Premier League for a couple of years, made a UEFA Cup one year, and then automatically got relegated the year after. So a tough one for Ipswich, but back in the championship, where they belong at the minimum, I think it's fair to say Ipswich are a good championship squad and a good championship town. So... Hopefully they can keep building and we'll see them back in the Premier League in one season. Also, I just love the name Ipswich. There's not many teams in the world that start with I. So I think we've got to get behind those teams a little bit more. I hope you agree. Championship playoffs, sorry, League One playoffs to get to the Championship. Sheffield, Wednesday, Peterborough, Barnsley and Bolton, four teams who have been in the Championship within the last 10 years or so. Four teams that... Have some pretty good history. Peterborough, maybe not quite as much as the rest of them, but Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton and Barnsley, all former Premier League teams looking to get back to that glory of the big time. Obviously, a little bit of ways to go. Sheffield Wednesday, probably unfortunate not to be in the top two, to be honest. I think Wednesday, Plymouth and Ipswich were in their own class for most of the season, but I think the way it finished was probably... Fair enough at the end of the day, but Wednesday, very good team overall. They're going to be a tough out. Peterborough kind of came up late in the season. Darren Ferguson, Alex Ferguson's son has done a great job there and kind of just always been around Peterborough, it feels like, hasn't it? I think, I can't remember the one team he went to for a while, but maybe it was Preston, if I remember correctly. But the interesting thing about Peterborough in this group is... Wednesday, Barnsley and Bolton all have the backing of good ownership, a little bit of extra money in the pockets. And most champion, uh, sorry, League One teams do, where Peterborough, not quite as much, and just one of those teams who has kind of lurked in the football league for quite a while now. So they're definitely the underdog in all of this, but I wouldn't count them out. But Sheffield Wednesday will be a very difficult out for them. Obviously, Bolton versus Barnsley, I'm incredibly biased on this one as a big Bolton Wanderers fan. Bolton can do it, but if they got to bring the Ray game, Barnsley, very good squad as well. So we'll see. It has been a quite a tight affair between the two of them this season. Michael Duff has, gonna, has done a good job with that squad in Barnsley. So we'll see. It's really hard to predict. I'm hoping, obviously, Bolton can can progress and at least get to the, the playoff final. We've had some success this season winning the English Football League trophy. But it's just all dependent on if the squad is healthy. Is Dion Charles, how's he playing? Uh, Kyle Dempsey's been a been a fantastic player all season. Connor Bradley from Liverpool, we got him on loan. James Trafford from from Manchester City, I think they've really done a a fantastic job of just embracing being what a member of Bolton Wanderers is all about and trying to bring that culture back to the squad and. They'll be sadly missed next season. I think if Bolton go to the championship or not, they've essentially said that James Trafford will be gone. He's been with us now for two seasons. And to be fair, he is way, way too good to be playing in League One. He is a, a championship goalkeeper at the minimum. I think City would consider making him the backup next season, mostly because like how long is Scott Carson really going to be around? Maybe that just helps him with those numbers a lot. You know, the homegrown players' numbers. And Trafford's fantastic. I think he'll be England's number one goalie one day. One day. And hey, who knows? Maybe maybe Jordan Pickford's in 
the championship next season and, and Trafford gets a chance of England. We'll, we'll see. That's a long way off right now, but I'm not going to give a prediction because my only prediction and my head and my heart is just Bolton Wanderers because I can't sway any other way. But that's... Uh, let me know. Let me know if you, you have any predictions on that or what your kind of thoughts have been on the champion on the League One this season. I keep saying championship because I want Bolton in the championship so bad. It's just stuck in my head. Uh, just missing out on the playoffs with Derby by a point. Portsmouth, obviously former FA Cup winners. I think, what was that, 2012? Or is that two, 2008? Somewhere around there anyway. Wickham, Charlton. There's so many former Premier League teams in League One right now. It's crazy. Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, Bolton, Derby, Portsmouth, Charlton. And I'm sure there was one more. There you go. Either way, seven. It's quite remarkable. Uh, relegated from League One this season. MK Dons, Morecambe, Accrington, and Forest Green. Not a great, not great for Northwest football in England. Wigan down, Blackpool down, Morecambe down. Accrington down. Well, later on, we'll get to League Two. And one of the teams that left the Football League, unfortunately, was we'll get into it right away. But another Lancashire area team, another Northwest England team. That's where I'm from. So that's why a little bit of a soft spot. You want to see those teams are a little bit better than what they've been able to accomplish. But obviously, not everybody can win every week, right? So disappointing for them. But let's quickly move on to League Two. Leighton Orion won the league this year in League Two. In They were in the conference in the 2019 season and got promoted. I actually didn't realize they got relegated, to be honest. I knew I knew they weren't doing as well, but just I hadn't noticed because usually they're one of those teams that kind of lingers around League One, League Two again. So I think they only went down for like a year or two. But haven't been in the football league since 2015. Crazy thing about that Leighton Orion team, though. So in 2014... They were in. They finished third in League One. So obviously, the way it works in League One is top two teams get promoted. Next four go into a playoffs. They lost. Then the next season, they got relegated to League Two, and then eventually went down to the conference and came back up. So good to see them kind of on the rise again. Another team from the London area. Stevenage almost got relegated last season. Like not almost, they were like 10 points off, but they finished 21st in league two, managed to climb all the way up to second and get automatic promotion back to league one. They've, they've been there a few times now, but this is the first time in however many years. Great job by Steve Evans there. And then Northampton, the, probably the team in this group that is not unfamiliar. Like it wasn't surprising that they got promoted this season, finished fourth in league two last year and relegated from League One in 2021. So they've only been in League Two for two seasons, managed to get their way back up to League One after the second season. So that's very good. Sometimes, like I said, you get these teams that get relegated, you kind of get one stab at it to get back up. If you don't make it, most of the time, you don't get a second shot to try and climb your way back in there. A lot of teams have fallen into this trap, like I said, but they're back. Northampton, Stevenage, Leighton Orient, back in League One for the first time in however long it is for all of them. Northampton, two years. Late in Orient since 2015. So what's that? 2015 minus 2023. Eight years. Way to go, Late in Orient. Quick math. So four teams get promoted from League 2 to League 1. I don't know why it is like that. I think it's just to try and get more money kind of flowing through it all. And maybe it's just to have a change. Sometimes change is, an, is, a, is a good thing, people. 
so the four teams in the playoffs for League Two. Very good group. I just said Northwest England is having a tough time right now with teams getting relegated. But the good news is they got a couple more in the playoff spot in League Two. Stockport County, Carlisle, Bradford, Salford, four northern-based teams, two of them, Salford and Stockport, in the northwest of England. And that is where our first matchup in the Football League Two. League? That's not what it is. It's League Two. EFL League Two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's it, right? EFL League Two. It just sounds weird to say. It feels like a lot. Um. Anyway, irrelevant, kind of. Stockport, there was only th- four points between Stockport in fourth and Salford in seventh. So Stockport-Salford is the first matchup. Nice little Lancashire derby there. Greater Manchester derby. Stockport, massive, 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 massive props to Stockport. So I guess a little bit of history on them. Another team that has gone through some bad ownership over the f- over the years in the last decade or so. They went all the way down to the Conference League. So they were in League One for a while. Went down to League Two. Troy Deeney actually used to play for them. Who's now on the Watford? No, he did. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Him or wait. Let me look it up. Instead of just debating with myself, is it? I had this crazy thing called the internet in front of me. I'm sure Troy Deeney played. For Stockport County when they got promoted to League One and then went on to play for, for Watford. Oh, sorry, yeah, obviously Watford, but also Wickham, I think. Let me look. I'm wrong. He didn't play for any of those teams. It was Walsall. Who the heck am I thinking of? I can't think. I'd have to look at it. I'd have to go a little bit deeper in it and find out for myself. But either way, Stockport was in the conference last season, managed to get themselves promoted by winning the league. They were also in the conference north from 2013 to 2019. So they've got a good ownership now behind them. They've got a good stable squad and and just community behind it. Play Edgley Park, where I used to watch a lot of rugby games. I mentioned Coventry and London Wasps share the stadium together. Well, Sale Sharks and Stockport County share the stadium. I don't know if Stockport County fans really liked it, but Sale did keep the lights on for a while, like it or not, Stockport fans, because once we left, you went down to the conference. Either way, not to take shots, but that's where it is. So I spent a lot of time at that stadium. So Stockport, I do kind of look for a little bit in the standing. So I'm, gl- I'm glad to see that back kind of on the push to where they want to be and in the football league more securely, I guess is a good way to put it. And then obviously Salford is a team a lot of people will be familiar with, with their ownership group of those former Manchester United players led by Gary Neville, Paul Scholes. I think Beckham still has some some say in that too. Nicky Butt. My mum went to high school with Nicky Butt in Gorton. Right, Robbie High School. Look it up. Highest ever finish in their history for Salford too. So promoting or not, congratulations to Salford on that accomplishment. People give them shit again because of their ownership group. I say to those people, screw off. Everyone deserves good owners. I will say that. Till the day I die, as a fan of a team who almost lost its club from terrible owners. Also, quickly, Barry FC is back. I don't know quite the story behind it, but the fans are now, and somebody else, I can't remember exactly what it is, but they're going to be playing back at Gig Lane. The Shakers are back in business in some form, and, and that's great. I'm not sure what league they're going to be starting in, but it's good to have 
professional football back in the town of Bury, another place where I spent a lot of time growing up when I lived in England. And I went to a lot of Bury FC games with Andy Bishop when he was there, that striker, Ryan Lowe, who turned into a manager after a while. Barry, what was his name? Barry Murphy or something like that. I can't remember. There was there was a lot of players who, who kind of came through. Uh, Nicky Adams, good Welsh winger. Didn't really go anywhere, I don't think, Nicky Adams, but he was, he was a lot of fun to watch back then. So, yeah, Barry FC back. I'm really happy to see that. Even as a Bolton fan, you don't want to see teams go extinct over people being assholes with the money. Other group in there... Bradford versus Carlisle. Carlisle, I believe, is the most northern team in the Football League. They're up in basically on the border between England and Scotland. So if it's Carlisle versus Plymouth at any time, boy, oh boy, they're not going to like that. I bet Plymouth is happy they got promoted because now they're just one more league away from Carlisle still. No one wants to get on that bus ride. Give them a plane. Figure it out. I remember once that game got put on like a Tuesday night and nobody went. There's no away fans, and there was a big complaint about it. You should look that up if you have any interest in, in what I'm saying. But Bradford, another former Premier League team up in Yorkshire area, which is northeast of England, northeast England. Mark Hughes is their manager, obviously. Manchester United legend. Manchester City manager, Blackpool, Blackburn manager, sorry. Southampton, I think, too, was he even manager there for a while. I don't know, Mark Hughes kind of been around, but somehow he's now in... League two with Bradford, so that's really something. Um, Bradford in the Premier League from 1999 to 2021 did play, oh, sorry, 2001, did play in the Intertoto Cup, I believe it was, over the UEFA Cup, which is Intertoto Cup, I believe, if I remember him correctly, was kind of the tournament that you were selected in based off fair play and, and kind of weird shit like that. So, yeah, Bradford, could they get back up there? It's going to take a long time. They might need a lot of promotions, but we'll see. I'd love to see Stockport go, to, go up in this group, to be honest. I think that would just be a really good story to go from the Conference League to continue to climb up to get to the Conference, to the League 2, and then to try and get to League 1 again. That would be back-to-back. So, no, back-to-back promotions, not back-to-back-to-back yet. Or maybe. You just, I, I always hate seeing teams... Get just get relegated and continue to fall, especially teams that go and fall out of the football league, which is what I'm trying to find right now. But Scunthorpe is a team that's that's kind of happened to, and it's just a difficult thing to see because Scunthorpe not too long ago were a team in the championship. They were never really pushing for anything, but they were in there, right? And it's only one league away, of course, from the Premier League, and right now they they're relegated from. The conference and going down to, I think they would be the conference south, if I remember correctly. I can't remember exactly where Scunthorpe is, but they just, you never want to see a team just kind of continue to collapse like that. So hopefully Scunthorpe fans can have some success sometime soon. Torquay and Yeovil, other teams relegated from the conference, along with Maiden, Maidstone. We'll see what's going to happen with the conference. One, two, three. Notts County looked to be the favorite to get promoted back to the Football League. But anyway, last note I want to touch on with the Football League is the two teams that were relegated from the Football League were Hartlepool and Rochdale. And Rochdale 
We're a team that were in the football league for 102 years, which is crazy to think the football league has been around for over 100 years now, but it has. And Rochdale were a team who never really obviously found the heights of the Premier League, but were a team that was around if they were in the championship for a couple of seasons or lingering in League One or two. They're now not part of it anymore. And it sucks to see for those fans, but I think they'll come back stronger. Sometimes it's, it is okay to obviously restart a little bit and, and get a good boost on it. So they'll go down to the to the conference and become a semi-professional team, I believe is how it works. At least it's a semi-professional league. You don't get as much money. So maybe a team like Wrexham has kind of helped establish a bit more groundwork for teams down there to help them get back and have some success. But disappointing for Rochdale fans and Hartlepool fans too. But I went on a... I didn't expect to talk about all that for so long. So hopefully you stuck around. I'm not going to get to the other topic I wanted to, because I want to keep this podcast relatively short today. But the whole gist of it was, I think Everton might be too good to get relegated. And a 5-1 win the other day, maybe is obviously a bit of an anomaly, I believe is the correct word. Like nobody saw that Brighton's been a very good team all season. No one expected them to lose 5-1. But that Everton team is pretty good good all things considered i think they just need some stability within their organization and the owners have obviously been crap to them and they just don't know how to spend money correctly but i think when you have a sensible manager like sean dyche in charge maybe this can help build some sustainability for everton and and see where they can keep going i actually think they'll be safe now i know i said that last week as well but i think that they'll be okay Leicester's the team I'm going a little bit more worried about. I'm not sure if they'll be able to stay out there. They had a piss poor performance the other day against Fulham when they would. They, the score doesn't look as bad because they scored two late goals, but essentially it's a 5 1 match. And it's not looking good for Leicester at the moment. But I guess quickly I can talk about Everton, but they don't have a ton of holes to fill. I think evidently. They just couldn't score goals this season. Like uh, Dwight McNeil scored seven for them, but they, they weren't able to get to double digits like Richarlison did for them last season. Just missed a lot of key players through injury. And, and Dominic Calvin-Lewin is is the biggest factor in that. He's the, obviously their best striker, and he's an England international. And he's one of the best strikers in the Premier League on his day. And the fact he just wasn't able to stay healthy for them I think any team in that position would suffer the way Everton did. So next season, if they're able to stay in the Premier League, they need to find more scoring to support Calvin Lewin when one, he's healthy, or two, if he's not healthy. If he's not healthy, it can't just be wingers in Gray and McNeil who are scoring the goals. Obviously, Anthony Gordon was there for however long that was this season, and they never really spend that money wisely either, I guess. So they need to go out this summer... And this is if they stay in the Premier League, because if not, obviously this changes the whole recipe and everything. They need to find more strikers. They need to find more strikers that are going to bang in some goals for them. And I don't really have an example of, of who that could be. Like maybe if it's um, Southampton that get relegated, you could pick up like a Ward Prowse for you help your midfield, maybe or something like that. I know he's not a striker. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, if I'm being honest, but they're going to have to figure something out. Maybe they can get a guy from Nottingham Forest. I can't remember his name. The Nigerian fella. Begins with an A. Slipping my mind right now. It's a late one. 
It's a late one, but yeah, so I'll get into everything a little bit more next week. I won't record so late so I can stay a little bit more focused and all that kind of stuff. But I hope you enjoyed the little run around on the football league this week. I, it's it's fun to dive into those teams a little bit more because I think those fans are really the heartbeat of of what football is all about, to be honest. They kind of keep keep it flowing and, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Being a Bolton fan over these last few years, I've grown a lot of respect for for football league fans, because it's so difficult to watch some of your teams sometimes and you have to travel. Obviously, if you're in England, you get to see your team travel all over the country. If you're away like me, like you got to watch them online and support them how you can. So shout out to all the football league fans. Hopefully, if you, you learned a little bit of something about it this week on the football league stuff, and next week we'll probably get back to some Premier League stuff. Unless Bolton are in the Football League One final, going up against whoever it may be. We're going to win it all, I think. Either way, go over to Betway this weekend to place your bets on whatever you want. Maybe you think Bolton are going to beat Barnsley. You can actually bet on that over at Betway. I have done it. So enjoy that. 18, 19 plus, so sorry, Ontario only as well. So please bet responsibly. Thank you very much for listening this week. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend and we will see you next weekend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.